Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, good morning. What's happening? What's up, fellas? I like being the uh, opening act for uh, Ladadian Tomlinson. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, but you know, what's, you know what's funny is... Um, in between this radio spot and your radio spot with Ladanian Tomlinson, I'm interviewing Ladanian Tomlinson. Oh wow! Look at that synergy. Right. Yeah, tremendous. Um, you got any good questions I should ask him? I haven't really. I was, was going to ask you to leave some meat <laughs> on the bone for us. <laughs> We're doing it for our podcast, which is this is just an elaborate way to plug my podcast. But it's the uh, the Pick Six podcast with me and Nick Costas, Jason Lockerfora, Pete Prisco, three times a week. Great football information, snarky commentary, uh, stories about um, tailgates that I tell and other debauchery. So it's, you should check it out on iTunes and subscribe. Well, ask, uh, tell Pete Prisco, uh, I said hello, he loves me, and ask mm-hmm. him what the hell happened to his Arizona State Sun Devils last weekend. They got their arses whipped. Yeah, and Nick- I will point out, do you, you, know, you know, actually, you want to hear a funny Pete story? Sure, that, go uh, ahead. That this is an example of what you might hear on that very podcast. We're at the um, – uh, at the um, Combine last year in Indy. And Pete and I are at Elmo's meeting somebody for dinner, and we spot Ray Anderson, who's the former uh, NFL uh, you know, NFL VP of football operations and all that. And he left the NFL to go be the Arizona State athletic director. Mm-hmm. Pete, walks, Pete walks through to Ray and goes, Ray, we got to start cheating, man. <laughs> <laughs> and Ray's like, hey, He's like, we got to start paying these players. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's not wrong. At though. least don't say it out loud. Yeah, right. <laughs> Come yeah, on, right. Hey, Just make a silent donation, Pete. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. So this David Johnson injury isn't good for anybody, and the Arizona Cardinals offense looked terrible on Sunday. Uh, is there any way that this offense can come close to replacing the production that they got from their all-around star running back? Uh, no. I mean, no, they can't. You know, David Johnson is, uh, is is pretty close to irreplaceable, you know, not just because he's a really good player, but also because his skill set and, the, and the, the percentage of touches that he gets and the way that he operates in that offense make him virtually impossible to replace. You know, there's probably one other guy in the NFL, and that's Le'Veon Bell, that I think actually could replace him from a skill set perspective. And that, you know, that's a, you know, a a guy who can run between the tackles, who can also line out wide, you know, catch 60 balls. David Johnson was shooting for 1,000, receiving 1,000 rushing this year. You know, he's explosive, a home run hitter, can grind out yards in the tackles and, and also, you know, just catch tons of balls. And you just can't replace that. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it just doesn't exist. And I, I think for the Cardinals, uh, he, you know, he, he counted for like 40% of their offense last year. So <laughs> they're really going to struggle to replace him. Kerwin Williams is a pretty nice player, looked good in the preseason. I, I actually remember making a note saying I should draft this guy late in fantasy rounds and then um, 
Yeah, start drinking beer and fancy grass. <laughs> yeah, uh, then you draft in Kermit instead of Kerwin Williams. I have like Chad Williams on my roster. He's actually a receiver for the for the Cardinals too. But um, you know, I, I think they can. I mean, the good news for Arizona, I guess, is that Seattle's not quite as good as they, we thought they might be. That offensive line is going to be a problem. Defensively, they're good. 49ers look like they might be less frisky than I anticipated. And um, I think the Rams are pretty good, but we don't really know because they played against uh, the Colts. But you saw what happened. Look, the Cardinals were up, I think, 17-14 to 14 or 17-15. to 15. Should have been up more. And then David Johnson gets hurt and the game plan craters. Now, Bruce Arians is a smart dude. He has a wealth of experience coaching up you know, teams in, in, in tough situations. And he'll figure something out, and they'll they won't they won't be you know this isn't going to be a bottom of the bottom of the barrel NFL team, but but they're no you can't replace what he does. Offensive line, you mentioned Seattle has have they gone the wrong way? They've always taken the unconventional route as far as amassing an offensive line. It seems here lately they go get guys who are on the defensive line, make them offensive linemen. They get basketball players, make them offensive linemen, and it seems as though already first game of the season. Russell Wilson is shell-shocked. I mean, he's panicking back there. He's leaving the pocket when it's clean. And I understand why they're getting back there, hitting him early in Austin versus Green Bay. So is Seattle going to be able to overcome this? I think it's going to be tough. I mean, you know, because there's not – like you can't run out to the garden and, and you know, tap on the tackle tree and, and have a, hope a couple fall out and, you know, plug them into the, the roster. I mean, it's, you know, it's a – you can, you just can't you don't have the option to to do that. I mean, if you want to if you want to get better on the offensive line, you almost have to trade somebody. But where you know what are you going to give up, and you know where are you going to find a tackle who can just jump in mid season? Well, they thought Luke Joker could do that, and of course he did nothing when he was down there in Jacksonville. Yeah, I, I can't believe the guy that the Jaguars didn't want is mm-hmm. not working out for the for the Seahawks. Uh, yeah, is it, and this is and remember too, this is sort of an epidemic going around the league. There are a bunch of contenders in the NFL right now who have bad offensive lines between the Texans, Giants, and Seahawks, who stand out very prominently. I think this is going to be an issue for Seattle, and it, it's not just an issue because it's going to get Russell Wilson hurt the way it did last year when he when Donald Kinsu stepped on him. It's also an issue because now all of a sudden your offense is is kind of one dimensional and in a way you don't want it to be. You know, if you could run the ball, like if you had a bunch of guys who couldn't pass protect but were physical up front, remember like you know, they had J.R. Sweezy at, at guard who was a defensive tackle out of right. at NC State. You know I mean? He was at, like he wasn't some pass-blocking savant, but he was at least a brute in the run game. You know, you could at least run the ball effectively. Now they can't do either. I mean, Russell was their leading rusher. Chris Carson had six carries for 39 yards after that. Eddie Lacy went five carries for three yards and looked washed. I it's going to be a problem for them offensively. Their defense is good enough to win games, but it's tough to see them scoring, you know, 21 to 28 points a game. Gio and Jones with Will Brinson of CBS Sports. Check out the Pick 6 podcast that he does with Pete Frisco, Nick Costos, and others. And I, I think that I've, I've learned by now not to get ahead of myself with the Minnesota Vikings. That was a tremendous performance, a great night for them. They have the Randy Moss Ring of Honor thing. Sam Bradford plays out of his mind. Uh, why or why not can this Minnesota Vikings team contend uh, for that NFC North against the Green Bay Packers and, and Lions? Well, I would say the why is, and we also had Stefan Diggs. We talked to him uh, 
this this upcoming episode for that very podcast. Um, but he's one of the reasons why. And Adam Thielen and Kyle Rudolph and Dalvin Cook, who is a special special player. I love watching Dalvin Cook run. I mean, he you watch him turn the corner, and it's just like this this like just it's just in motion. Is a perfect acceleration that he has when he gets around the corner and starts to starts to try to hit a home run, and he did it on that last run he had where he broke Adrian Peterson's um, Vikings rookie rushing record for for a debut with Adrian Peterson on the sideline. The offense is just going to be a lot better, you know, because of because of the way that these weapons have developed. And, and Sam Bradford, you know, he got credit for a pretty good season last year. I don't think he got enough credit for coming over basically the day, you know, the week before the season started in that trade from Philly. And he, he, you know, Pat Shermer's his guy and they've got an offense that appears he appears comfortable with. He said, I mean, he was, he was taking some shots and throwing the ball downfield and not caving under pressure and, and, and making some big boy throws on, on Monday night. I think the one thing you have to worry about is that Bradford did kind of you know, lost in all this is that he did take a lot of shots and he did it from a New Orleans defense that isn't very good. So you, you wonder how, how really improved is that offensive line with Riley Rice and Mike Rimmers there if, if New Orleans is constantly getting to Sam Bradford. I think that's one of the big red flags. Defensively, this team is loaded. You know, To me, they're clearly the second-best team in that division, and I, I already kind of regret not having them as a, as a wild-card team coming into the year because I, I think I think they'll be good enough to make the playoffs. I do think you see a little bit of a market correction on the offense, though, just because they, they were the team they were playing is, is – trash on defense. Well, you, you look at Minnesota offensively, they've always been trying to replace a, a Randy Moss, and that's difficult to do. Of course, he just went into their ring of honor, but you had Cordero Patterson, and now he's with the Raiders. Uh, you bring in Laquan Treadwell, uh, but it seems as though Stephon Diggs, a guy who was supposed to go to USC, ended up in Maryland, and he looks the par. Looks like he can be that consistent number one wide receiver. You see it the same way? Yeah, I do, and I mean, look, he, you know, he high point balls. He's, you know, posting dudes up in the end zone. He, you know, he got, well, I mean, I don't know how much credit you give him for that play action pass on the touchdown. The first one he caught, I mean, he ran a great route, but mm-hmm. the, the Saints defender is like, like, just like basically curled around the corner, you know, staring at Sam Bradford. Bradford's not even trying to fake the ball. Like he's, he's got it in his other hand. He's showing the Saints defender the ball and he's still fit on the play action fake. Um, but yeah, I mean, Diggs, Diggs is a, a great route runner, physical, can attack the you know high points of ball and all that. I think he's the number one. I think Adam Thielen's not that. I mean, they, this is to me the easily the most underrated group of pass catchers in the NFL between Thielen, Diggs, and Kyle Rudolph. I mean, I think those guys, if you gave them different names, people would be like, well, these guys might be one of the five best wide receiver or you know pass catching groups in the NFL. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I, I think Diggs qualifies, and I think they all slot out in a nice way. And maybe, maybe Treadwell. I don't know if he doesn't do much this year, but you know, maybe he comes along in the next year and he can actually put up some numbers, especially in the red zone. I know the Colts are arguably the worst team in the NFL. I mean, the Jets are definitely that team, but the Colts might end up being worse, especially if Andrew Luck doesn't come back sooner than later. But the Rams were still pretty damn good in that game. Uh, what'd you like from them on Sunday? A lot, you know. Look, you, look, the Rams defensively, they got all over them, and that was without Aaron Donald. Two pick sixes. Scott Polzine handed them out like it was Halloween, early, you know, Halloween a month early. Uh, I think that the, you know, when you look at what Jared Goff did, and again, it's just it's so hard to 
it's so hard to you don't want to overreact because the Colts really are the Colts are terrible. I mean, they, they really might be worse than the Jets when it's all said and done. Other luck should win them enough games if they don't have the number one pick. You know, I think the when you watch the when you watch what Jared Goff did, I, I think according to Pro Football Focus, last year he was four of seventeen on targets, twenty plus yards down the field, and then on Sunday he completed four passes, all four of his passes down the field, twenty plus yards, including a touchdown. Sean McVay is just going to put him in a better better position to succeed. He's going to have way more opportunities to, to put up numbers in the passing game. And, and like, I remember watching I, I was, before the season, I was going, I did a piece on golf, golf, and I went back and watched some, some Rams tape from last year. And they had a third and two against the Saints where they ran two 15, like, they had wide receivers run two 15 yard out patterns or comeback patterns. And, and it's like, what are you doing? Like, you need two yards. Why are you making this rookie quarterback throw 15 yards down the field when you don't have any protection for him? And now you see the stuff that they're running for golf with McVay, and it reminds me a lot of what Kirk Cousins was getting in Washington, which is you know these easy to these 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 first look reads that aren't difficult to diagnose. And that's not that's you know look that's what you want to do. I mean that's scheming it up to help your young quarterback. But that's the precise reason you brought McVeigh in in the first place. And, we, you know, it, it is not – I don't think it is a coincidence that as as golf sort of blossomed early – and, they're, again, they're playing two totally different teams, but golf looks good week one. Kirk Cousins struggles through the preseason and then struggles real badly against the Eagles in week one. I mean, to me, it's not a coincidence that, you know, he lost to Sean Jackson, lost Sean McVeigh, and, and then, you know, the, the guy on the other side, golf, is starting to blossom a little bit. Uh, 30 seconds here, Will. Anything positive the 49ers can take from that loss to the Carolina Panthers? I'm going to say no. I, you know, I, I looked at it again yesterday. I thought Carlos Hyde was really good early, and I think they just – I think the Panthers are a top-five defense. And they just they – just, I think the 49ers just ran up against a, a unit that was out to, to really just snuff – the Panthers wanted to snuff out the 49ers offensively and let Cam Newton ramp, th- ramp things up without getting – Without being in too much of a, uh, I need a throw to win situation. So, not not really anything that positive. But defensively, they got they got a little bit of pressure on Cam. I think it'll be a little bit better than than what that game suggested. Will Brinson, the anchor of the Pick Six podcast, brought to you by CBS Sports. Check it out and read his stuff on CBSSports.com. Will, thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, guys, take it easy. Have a good. One. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.